Chapter 6 of Billy Whiskers, The Autobiography of a Goat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Alan Lord. Billy Whiskers, The Autobiography of a Goat by Francis Trego Montgomery. Billy has a ride in the police patrol wagon. After Billy left the policeman hanging on the fence, he walked through street after street, trying to find his way out of the town, so he could go back to Nanny. But the more he looked for the scattered houses of the suburbs, the more closely they seemed to be built. And he found himself on a street where there was nothing but stores and flats. It was beginning to get dark, and he was getting hungry and tired. I'll turn down the next alley I come to, and see if I can't find someone's back gate open where I can go in and rest, thought Billy. He soon found the backyard to a flat, and as he stood in the open gate looking up, he could see by the gaslight in the different apartments the cooks getting supper, and could smell the sweet odour, to him, of boiled cabbage. Now is my chance, he thought, to get supper and then come back and sleep in this coal shed I see in the corner. As there were long flights of stairs that connected one flat with the other, he thought he would commence at the bottom flight and go to the top, stopping at each flat as he went and picking up anything he saw fit to eat. At the first landing, the cook had just been out to the ice chest to get something for supper and had neglected to shut the door tightly. Consequently, it was an easy matter for Billy to push it open with his nose and then help himself to the nice, crisp, fresh lettuce and radishes he saw lying on the shelf. These he ate in a twinkling. Next he found a basket of eggs. These he did not care for, but he did want the bunch of large carrots back of the basket. So he stuck his head farther into the chest to reach the carrots, and in doing so his horns ran through the handle of the basket, and when he brought his head out of the chest, the basket of eggs came too. It slipped down until it hit his forehead, and then it turned over, spilling the eggs on the floor and making a terrible mess. As the eggs broke, each one made a noise like a small paper torpedo, and Billy knew the noise would bring the cook, so he scooted up the stairs to the next landing, where he kept very still, in order to hear what the cook would say when she saw the broken eggs, for he heard her coming out. Goodness gracious me! The grocery boy has dropped a package of eggs on his way upstairs. No, he hasn't either, for my icebox door is open and someone has been stealing my things, he heard her say, and she hurried downstairs to look for the janitor to tell him that sneak thieves had been at her ice chest. When Billy heard her go down the stairs for the janitor, he went to the upper flat, for fear the janitor would find him if he stayed where he was. Arriving at the upper flat, he saw a line of nicely starched, fine linen things, a baby's cap, two or three handkerchiefs, and a lace tidy. These he chewed up and swallowed, for he liked the taste of starch, and they felt quite like chewing gum in his mouth as he ate them. Then he saw a pan of apples setting outside the door, and he ate some of those. While eating, he heard the electric bell in the kitchen ring, which scared the life out of him at first. 
but when he looked in the window and found out what it was, he got over his fright. When the girl left the kitchen to answer the bell, Billy thought he would go in and take a drink from a pan of milk he saw setting on the table. He'd nearly finished the milk, and his whiskers were all wet from being in the pan, when he heard a scream, and, looking up, he saw the girl standing in the doorway, screaming, Fire! Police! Murder! What a goose that girl is, thought Billy, to make such a racket. She'll have the patrol here, and four or five policemen if she don't shut up. Guess I will run into her, and butter through the hall, and down the front stairs. Suiting the action to the thought, he started for her, but she fled down the hall and ran into a room, closing the door after her. As she closed that door, the janitor opened the front door, which was directly opposite, and Billy, getting there just at that time, gave the janitor the butt instead of the girl, and sent him sprawling on the hall floor. Before he could get up, Billy ran back through the hall to escape down the back stairs, and as he ran, he could hear the girl calling, Fire! Police! Murder! out of the window at the top of her voice. Billy hurried down the outside stairs as fast as he could, but there were so many turns they made him dizzy, and as he reached the last flight, he heard the janitor above him call to someone in the yard not to let that confounded goat escape through the back gate. Billy laughed to himself. I would like to see anyone stop me, when all unexpectedly, someone hit him on the head with a club as he made the last turn in the stairs, and there before him were three policemen in a line stopping his way out. He butted and kicked and balked, but to no use. They clubbed him until he was almost senseless, and then slipped a rope around his neck and dragged him to the patrol wagon that was waiting outside the gate and with many boosts and pushes, they at last succeeded in getting him into the wagon. As they drove down the street at breakneck speed, Billy vowed to himself that if he ever got away from the police, that he would go back and butt that girl into the middle of next week for screaming fire, police, murder, until she had brought the patrol wagon. End of chapter 6